0: This week on the No More Late Feast podcast, we are joined by Leah of the Ashley and Jessica. Cast. Welcome, Leah.
1: <laughs> Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me.
0: We're
2: very excited. Obviously, we're mutuals and uh, friends on Instagram, on social. And we very much have that mutual love for 90s and 2000s. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast, how you started your podcast and where your love for Jessica Simpson and Ashley Simpson started?
1: So yeah, my podcast is the Ashley and Jessica cast and I started it because I was like, there's so much content to go through from Ashley and Jessica, whether it be newlyweds or the Ashley Simpson show, their music, other projects they've done. And I met Jessica on her book tour right before the pandemic. And then I read her book and I was like, I was like, there's just so much here that needs to be discussed. And (laughs) I... (laughs) So I started it and it was amazing. I loved it. I started building a great community, but I've just always been so obsessed with everything from that time period because that's when I grew up. And Ashley and Jessica weren't even like my favorite topics of that era. So I was like, I have to get into other stuff. And I feel like there's only so many times I can say to people like, Jessica isn't stupid. She just says things before she thinks about it. (laughs) So, So then I like... A year and a half almost two years ago I got into other topics so now I still do Ashley and Jessica but I do like different series and I have a Patreon and my Patreon I do like everything so right now I'm doing a series on JC Chazé from NSYNC and so that's what I'm currently in the world of right now is like the NSYNC world so it's really fun
2: (laughs) I think you do an amazing job especially because you know you're not you don't always have a guest and you know You do stuff by yourself, but you're really good at like storytelling. And I think the first episode I ever listened to, you were talking about Jessica and just like her business acumen. And it was an article actually that you were, it was like a really long article and you kind of went into a deep dive. And I was just like, oh my God, I had no idea about any of this. I didn't know how she started her shoe business. And it was just really interesting, gave a different lens on her as a personality Uh, especially for us who kind of grew up watching everything unfold in real time and seeing the 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 newlywed show really kind of painted her in a certain light but I also think she was just smart enough to kind of put herself in that way like she knew she was kind of playing a caricature of herself and yeah so it's really fun and then like you said, I love your deep dives. Like you did some on Lindsay Lohan and just like the eight girls of the time. So it's really fun. But also I know that like on your TikToks, you talk about other things like Disney and you know, your, your life outside of the the podcast. So it's just really fun to follow along on your journey.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so nice. I'm really glad that you enjoy those deep dives because I always think I'm going to be more concise and it just does not work for me I just have to get into detail
2: (laughs) no it's fun I think it's really interesting and JC I I definitely have to catch up and listen to those episodes I just have a question is he the one really holding up the In Sync reunion because I don't think it's Justin anymore
1: I mean from what I hear Justin is into it. And no, JC isn't the one that's holding up the reunion. What happened is right after Justin officially told them, you know, I'm not coming back, Chris was like, let's do it as a foursome. And JC didn't want to do that. He felt like that wasn't right. So there was some, I don't want to say animosity, but, you know, I think that the rest of them kind of felt like, well, why do our careers have to be (laughs) over right now? And so I think over the years, JC's had a lot of, things that he's started and that haven't really worked out as well as in sync and he didn't have the same support from the label that justin had they were on the same label jive and there were just a few things that happened that were justin's fault but then there were all these other things that happened that weren't actually justin's fault but he kind of got blamed for it anyway and it really held up and stalled jc's career and so he released one solo album didn't do very well then he released a second one and well no he he wrote and recorded a second one but he didn't end up releasing it he gave kind of gave up on it because I think he's the type of person that just really does not like to play the showbiz game at all whereas Justin is willing to do all the photo shoots and all the talk shows and kiss up to everybody and do all the things and JC's like no I'm I'm just an artist and I know that sounds kind of like you know kind of like a cliche like oh I'm I'm an artiste I'm too good for that but I don't I don't think it's that way with him I think he more just really loves making music and doesn't want to do all of the extra things that go along with it so he stays behind the scenes now and all of that to say I think he just really does not want to do something for money and he only wants to do it if it's right Because I think he holds those years very close to his heart. And so he doesn't want to kind of sell out and do something unless it's 100% right. Like, that's always what he says. He's like, it has to be the right thing, the right time. But I know, like, Lance is really frustrated because Lance is like, we're like, I'm going to be 50 soon. Like if we don't do this now, when are we going to do this? So I I think that JC is all for what allegedly um, may be happening right now, but getting the five of them together is really difficult. Cause I think a lot of people think, Oh, Justin's a successful one and the rest of them aren't. They are all so busy. They consistently work and they've really forged careers for themselves. And they're all fathers except for JC. So I think it's just really, really hard to align all of that, their individual goals, their families. And I'm but I'm really excited to see what happens because they they definitely are coming out with a new song. So yeah. I don't know it, what that will lead to, but they definitely are coming out with a new song. So that's super exciting. It's just held up right now because of the strike, because it is an affiliation with the film Trolls 3. So that's really, it's like the most unfortunate timing ever It's like we've been waiting 20 years and now this is to happen, <laughs> but we're, we're all going to get through it. Thoughts and prayers would be nice at this time. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's going to be great when it happens. It'll be worth the wait.
2: It better be. I'm. I'm getting sick and tired. I'm tired and sick. I'm over it at this point. But I I, I'm also like, yes, please take my buddy. I'll be there when uh-huh. you guys decide this
0: immediately.
2: Immediately. Yeah. I just actually posted something on our stories because Destiny's Child, Jackie.
0: I I, I
2: you saw, saw when you
0: sent it to me.
2: <laughs> Twenty five year anniversary is coming up, and then there's like a website in the works and here's what I gotta say I don't know about JC and Justin and them but I do know about Beyonce Kelly and Michelle and they don't play with us (laughs) they don't (laughs) they don't break promises and they don't tease things that they don't execute on so Jackie start saving that money because Uh mama's going on tour and we gonna see Destiny's Child
0: oh it's gonna be so expensive
2: (laughs) nothing's too expensive for your girl
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I would love to see Destiny's Child I never saw them back in the day so that would be amazing I was a huge fan of them
2: yes I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that yes same same (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah at least Beyonce came back and did one album and and did they did a tour right when she came back
2: they did a best of album because i think they just had like one more album on their contract and then they did they reunited for the super bowl and then they reunited for her coachella set but Mm -hmm. i don't think they did a tour after they ended i actually Um, have their last tour on dvd
1: oh (laughs) yeah i i saw michelle's Comment on how she was like. If it was up to me, you know, I would go in between solo project and then destinies, and solo project, and then destinies. And I'm like, Ugh. like I, I feel, I, I think Beyonce and Justin are in a really awkward position, you know, because it's like they have to go after their own goals and do their own thing, but at the same time, they know how much their fans want these reunions to happen, right. and of course you know I know that Beyonce and Justin have both said like oh those are my sisters those are my brothers so they must also feel some guilt about it too you know but what are they supposed to do just
2: right you know clear, I know.
1: clear their schedule I, I mean I think they have guilt but
2: I think also is very the difference I think between Justin's situation and and like Beyonce is just the fact that It was always very clear the trajectory in which Beyonce was going to end up going, especially for Kelly, who's been with Beyonce for such a long time. I think they always knew the route was to go solo. And Kelly has talked about like, I, I'm not, that is my sister. I'm not in any competition. She's like in a whole other category in talent and ambition. Like, I think the girls support her and I think, I think Beyonce loves them so much and and like even her sister as well as well like would just love to be she wouldn't mind having them with her all the time but I think just where she wanted to go and her ambition was just totally different than the two other two girls so I think there's a balance there Justin I, I don't know. I I know he wanted to go solo, but they were also going through other issues too, like with their management and all of those guys single, like they all had their own singing careers or wanting to do their own thing and then kind of came into like a group. Um, So I don't know. Destiny's Child, they were just so young when they started. They've been doing this for so long. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, those old videos of them performing it in like Beyonce's yard. I, I love that. <laughs>
2: it's so cute. But Obviously you're joining us to do Pleasantville this week, which we're really excited about. So we have like a fun game called Rank'Em. During the 90s, there were so many 60s, 50s TV shows that were turned into movies So we are going to name off a bunch of those TV shows turned movies, and you're going to have to rank them. I think we have- There
0: are seven altogether.
2: One through seven. So one being the best, seven being the worst, and you won't know which one's coming up next. And so Jackie, will just kind of read them off for you.
1: Okay. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our first one is Bewitched.
1: Oh, wait. Are you talking? You're not. Are you talking about Nicole Kidman? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't know. I guess that one's like in the middle. <laughs> are you guys? Are you? Are you guys? You guys aren't going to give your opinions. It's just me.
0: It's just you.
1: Maybe I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I really like the cinematography, the color palette. So yeah. okay, there's there's seven. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna put that at number three.
2: Okay. Yeah, it did have beautiful like. I don't know what happened to the color in movies, but I miss I
1: it. Why is everything so dark?
2: I don't I'm like know. I can't
1: see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excuse me. Our next one is The Brady Bunch.
1: Oh, that's number 1. It it is I feel a really like that, good remake. It's it's yeah, I feel like they really captured the original show, which I didn't even watch that much, but like whatever I had seen on Nick at Night. I felt like they did a good job of like capturing it, but also making it modern so that whenever it was that I saw it, I mean, I know I was a kid. I don't know how old, but I was like, oh, I love this. So
0: it was Uh, really funny.
1: Our next one is the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I barely remember that at all. Was that was that like mid 90s? Yeah, it was towards it was like 97. Maybe
2: was it? I don't remember
1: i thought it was like 94 or something like that oh my gosh i literally haven't seen that since like probably since the 90s 93 no 93 it was 93 oh, okay. oh my gosh yeah. yeah okay i feel like just because of that i need to put it at number two because okay. i feel like that was kind <laughs> of an early I, it was like an early adopter of that you know yeah it wasn't the trend yet they were kind of set in the trend they really were. They all put the- Yeah. Yeah. Next up is Leave It to Beaver. Oh, see, I didn't even see that one. Who was in that one?
2: God, I don't even remember. I remember the kid's face, but I can't remember. Was no, that was Dennis the Menace. I was like Walter <gasps> that No, but that's are you Menace. gonna bring
1: up Dennis the Menace? Because no, that one is number one. No, that I one didn't put, to, it, I didn't even put it on here. <laughs> okay, okay. That was my favorite. I watched that a hundred times. Okay, but that's fine. It's not in here. So we don't have to worry. Okay. Yeah, Eric I don't know. Eric
0: was Wally Cleaver in it.
1: Oh, that's right. Eric then <laughs> was in it. <laughs> See, oh, he was so cute. Um, <laughs> I loved that movie Brink. That was so good
2: we just did that one whoa you did oh I have to listen
1: to that oh my gosh okay so I don't remember see I didn't see that I don't think I saw it at all I don't even think I ever saw the original I just would always hear leave it to beaver because it was such a reference that everybody would say so I guess I have to put that one at number seven which maybe it's a good movie sorry (laughs) (laughs) now this one
2: yeah this one came out in 2005 it has like Gabrielle Union and is it Gabrielle Union Oh crap. Subject the entertainer, Mike Epps. Mm-hmm. So it's a remake, but it's also an all black cast.
1: Honestly, they should have done they should have done that more. I feel like that I'm surprised they're not doing that now. I mm. mean, I know they are with a lot of shows, but not not really like 50s and 60s shows. Yeah. Let me think. I do remember watching that on like TBS or something one day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was good i wasn't like it was amazing but i don't know it just depends what this last one is we have i think two i'm gonna put more, that
0: so oh we have two more yeah okay mm-hmm. we have two
1: more okay i think i'm gonna have to put that one at number six because i don't really remember like that much about it okay our next one is the flintstones oh <gasps> Oh, I forgot about that. I loved that one. Oh my gosh. What's his name? Kyle McLaughlin. So, so funny. Cute, that movie. He Oh my God. I loved like all of I thought like his scenes were so funny. I used to watch that constantly. Okay. So you did I did I Four do I do? and yeah. five.
2: Four and five spots left.
1: Okay, so that has to be four. If I it would have been higher, I like I would have put that higher. I, I definitely would have put that over B wedge, like no, no question. And our last one is the Adams family. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so if I could if I could have done it correctly, like that probably would have been mm, that would have been one or two.
0: Yeah, because that's definitely
1: the yeah. one I've watched the most. Like over the years, I yeah. I constantly watch Adams, the Adams Family, Adams Family Values. Though, so, like I'm all I'm so into all that spooky, like the Gothic stuff. <laughs> Morticia, like I still quote that all the time, especially Angelica Houston. Like her lines are just so perfect.
2: It's 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 one of those rare things where the Adams Family Values is better than the original.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: I mean... Debbie. Debbie. Oh, oh my God. One of the best (laughs) characters. They just have... First of all, the cast is some of the best. And they're all... Like, they have character actors in there. They just... Ugh. It's so damn good. Christopher Lloyd is hilarious.
0: (laughs) It's so so good. Like, Adam's family values. I think, like... It just the whole scene where they're at camp and like doing the Thanksgiving (laughs) play and then like Wednesday finds the kid that's like as weird as her it's like it's just so perfect and then at the end when Debbie goes crazy and is yelling (laughs) about the Barbie oh it was perfect
2: I love how calm they are in that scene too like they're just like like, it's okay girl be unhinged
1: (laughs) I love that energy Like, I just love the whole, like, the whole everything is backwards to them. And, like, anytime she references something horrible, they're like so touched by it. It's, (laughs) and you know how you get like when you watch a movie over and over again during childhood, you get just like random lines like stay with you. My friend and I, we always used to say to each other, like, for years, for no, like, out of the blue, we would just be like, Malibu Barbie.
0: (laughs) I She's was like a ballerina, well, graceful, delicate. <laughs> they had <yes>. to go. <laughs> the fact oh that she gosh.
2: wasn't a cameo in the Barbie movie is <sighs> just a big opportunity. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I I love I love her so much. Um mm-hmm. Well, you did great. I know some of these were harder because I put, I made sure to to put Adam's family last because I knew that that one was gonna be kind of a crusher. That's
0: that's a good oh my one.
1: god, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Didn't MC yeah, Hammer that, sing I, the
0: Adam's family theme song? Huh? Didn't MC Hammer sing the Adam's? Of theme course,
2: song? <laughs> yeah. There the had to be a family. rap. <laughs> yeah, loved it. that
1: was the best part. For me. You know, I love me some MC Hammer. Oh yeah. I don't well, think I feel like There were like a bunch of movies where they were like Oh like hip hop is cool So we need to get a hip hop artist to come in And do a little song right. at the end And Teenage do- Ninja ha- Turtles 2 did that with the- Go <laughs> ninja go ninja go Go ninja go ninja, <laughs> ninja go
2: Yeah Ridiculous I love. My favorite
1: movie. is the LL Cool J one from Deep Blue Sea Have you guys done that movie? <laughs> not, no, yet. not yet <laughs> I love LL Cool J. He's so good in that movie. Oh my gosh. And the song is like ridiculous. And then in the video, he's like literally a sh- turning into a shark and he plays the shark. I had to go back <laughs> and rewatch that now. YouTube that one, everyone. Seriously. <laughs> so, fun fact Leah, you worked at Blockbuster as well. Oh my God. Yes, I did. I loved working there. It was so, it was like my dream to work there. Like I really, really wanted to work there. I actually started working there when I was 17 instead of 18 because I just went in there and I was like, I really want to work here and I'm turning 18 (laughs) in a few months. So can I just work here? And the manager was amazing. She was so nice. It was my first job ever. I never had a job. I don't know why she hired me. I probably started talking so much about movies that she was like, okay, she can at least like help people find things, even if she, <laughs> you know, this is her first job and she doesn't know what she's doing. So yeah, so I, I got hired and uh, I only, I worked there for a really short time though. Cause by the time I was even old enough, it was closing. So that mm-hmm. was sad, but, but before I was old enough, when I was growing up, I was always like, this would be the best job ever. You like, they play movies. You get to talk to people about movies and you get free movies and like, what could be better than that? And I and I did like, l- the working there was so much fun. Did you guys feel the same?
0: Uh, I, times. Did. I I always <laughs> said like, if I could just be alone with the movies, it would be great. Like, I did not like the customer. <laughs> oh no. And at, at one point I was a manager. So like, I only got like the- the grumpy customers, but mm-hmm. I, my sweet spot was like prepping the wall for the Tuesday new releases yeah, or like just reshelving and cleaning and doing the FOS list. I love counting down drawers at night. Like that was where my talent shot. My sweet spot was
2: telling off customers, <laughs> selling things. Cause I was good at sales.
0: Danielle wow. was really good at sales, especially when we had <laughs> to sell like the blockbuster online and the rewards <laughs> i was like i'm not i'm not forcing people to buy this stuff and danielle's like let me tell you why you need this in your life
2: <laughs> we were oh a dream gosh. team if, if i remember knew-
1: that wait you guys work together yeah same store oh that's right oh my god that's so so fun I, I, d- I did that. like
2: when we did inventory, because then mm-hmm. we would close the whole store, play, play music. And then it was always fun for me to find something that was in the wrong place yeah. and
0: have to be able to put it <laughs> back. <laughs> and there were, so at the first store we I ever worked at, it was one of the older setups and they had wood shelves. And so the bottom shelf was like slanted, if you can't see on Spotify. I'm holding my hands at angles, So the bottom shelf was slanted. So like people could see the movies because they were like slanted up towards them. But there was a gap in the middle of those two boards. And I realized one day that either people that were stealing things were shoving cover boxes down there or stuff would just fall back there and then it would be lost forever. So then that became my obsession. Like once a month, I would take my compact mirror and like look in between all of those shelves and pull out all of the movies that people had stuck down there or had fallen back there. Yeah, there was nothing worse than when someone would ask for a movie
2: and you would search it and it would say like you have one copy, but like it was never oh. on the shelf. And you're just yeah. like, Why does it keep saying this? Yeah. And you know,
0: oh I feel like I found the fifth element, it was In the hole. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: as you know, being an ex-blockbuster employee that we had employee picks or staff picks, so we're going to give you the opportunity to pick three movies that you would recommend that would be from the time frame of 1995 to 2005 that we would put on our blockbuster wall.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I could could recommend probably... (laughs) 200 well yeah I mean I used to do this all the time when I worked there actually I loved when people would get have like a really specific they'd be like I really love you know this particular movie and this particular vibe and you know I like law dramas but it also has to be like fun and I would try to be like <laughs> okay like think like you know <laughs> okay so the first one that I thought of is to that from 2001 it's one of my all-time favorite movies still Vanilla Sky by Cameron Crowe, which is a remake of a Spanish film called Abre las Ojos, which means open your eyes. And Penelope Cruz actually starred in that version. And then she came over and starred in the American version as well. And Cameron Crowe was like riding a high at the time. He had just won an Oscar. Um, well, actually, it was right before he won the Oscar because he had to leave from doing Almost Famous and then start shooting Vanilla Sky like Mm -hmm. the next week for it to work because that was the only time that he would have Tom Cruise. And it's this movie about Tom Cruise plays this very rich Nepo baby who is not really, I guess because he's had so much handed to him, he doesn't really appreciate his life and he's kind of lost, but everybody thinks that he's like perfect and life is amazing because he's rich and good looking and you know has all these women and everything and then he's we'll see I don't even know how to describe the plot without giving anything away I don't even remember what what they give away in the trailer but like there's a lot in that let's just say like the movie is not what it seems yeah
2: it's and definitely like a switcheroo on you while you're watching it for sure
1: Yeah. And the movie, I I love any movie that kind of plays with like what is reality and like what really matters. And if you have to make certain choices about your life, like what are you going to lean into? Like, are you going to lean into what really matters or are you going to stay like on the more shallow end of things and just kind of like not fully go there and not fully feel it, which actually kind of like ties into Pleasantville too as well. But yeah, it's just one of those movies that like cuts into my soul. And I think that penelope cruz gives one of the best performances ever given on camera especially toward the end she's just unbelievable which is not the right thing to say about an actress she's very believable (laughs) (laughs) she's extremely believable so yeah that's you've seen that danielle Mm -hmm. have you seen it jackie
0: i have not i don't care for tom cruise so i tend not to watch his movies (laughs) well I i mean go ahead no, I was going
2: to say Cameron Dees is in it as well. It is, It I I I think it's one of those where you could, he won't bother you as much, I
1: would say. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, without getting into like a whole Tom Cruise discussion, I, you know, I'm not really a fan of like, His life, but him as a performer. I mean, my my wish for you, Tom, if you're listening, is that you'll go back to doing movies like Vanilla Sky and Magnolia and stuff where you have an actual character, and it's not just like you jumping from one moving vehicle to another. Um, (laughs) As exciting as that is for everybody, all your fans that love it, I'm, I'm sure. But I mean, he really can act. He is such a phenomenal actor. Yeah, and you know i mean it's great for those moments in stuff like top gun maverick where you know he's in that one scene with 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 val kilmer was like very moving and stuff but i prefer the movies where he actually like is that moving the whole time
2: you know yeah i mean he's very versatile and you could tell that he like loves cinema you know like even with top gun Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah they're popcorn movies but the whole experience of movies and and going to the movies, I think he very, very much, he's very passionate about it. And mm-hmm. despite his many flaws, I, I do appreciate that about him. But I do miss, he's one of the most versatile actors that we have. I mm-hmm. don't think, I think because of his craziness, we kind of push that to the side, but he is he is a very good actor solid and consistent all around
1: yes yeah so the next one that I'm gonna pick is now and then have you guys done that on here Mm -hmm. we have yes oh my gosh I have to listen to that episode that's that was like a very very influential movie for me as a kid I think that it is such a beautiful story about friendship and just the fact that it's like four girls that are each so different and they have really developed characters there's no one that's like oh you know like she's the airhead like she's the you know smart one it's like they are those things but they're also so much more so I really felt kind of like seen like I felt like there was a part of me in each of those girls and I could relate to each of them and I think the world building in that movie is so real like it just really feels like a real place and real families and real friends and everything they're going through feels so real so that's that also is like a really good movie to watch at the beginning of the summer because it makes you feel like okay like now I'm going to have a a really cool summer because I'm going to go on adventures and stuff (laughs) (laughs) And then the third one that I'll pick, I'm trying to pick something that like probably everybody doesn't pick, has oh has anyone done the Robin Williams movie What Dreams May Come? No,
2: no, that's also a good one.
1: It's such an underrated movie for Robin Williams. Like he is amazing in it. It's it's a very like intense movie. It's 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 about there's like all these tragedies that happen to this family, and the this mother loses her kids and her husband. And so she ends up committing suicide and the movie takes place in heaven and hell. And it's like them kind of traveling throughout these 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 worlds like that they've obviously like don't know how to navigate. And it's very like heavy handed. It's very like, in a way it's like what you would expect. But then what they do with the cinematography is so powerful. And there's moments where you're like, crying because you're so happy and then there's moments where you're crying because you're so heartbroken and it's just like a really beautiful love story about like not giving up on somebody no matter what and like um you know even if you have to go through hell like literally like that's why I'm saying it's heavy-handed because it's like the metaphors which like Pleasantville too but but like (laughs) it's like if you it's like you literally will go through hell for somebody and that's what he does and he is just I mean it's it's just so powerful he he was amazing and it's one that if you love Robin Williams and you haven't seen that one you have to watch it for sure
2: yeah I love that there's so many comedians that I feel like comedians you have to kind of people don't realize that because they're funny that they don't stem from a lot of darkness at times Mm -hmm. And so, when they are able to make that move to dramas and people are always surprised, I'm like, I'm surprised that you're surprised because to have the levity that, that it takes to do comedy usually comes from a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's always nice to see. And he's just, he's a, another versatile actor that I really miss him. Yeah. I know. Definitely. So sad. But if, people want to obviously go check out your podcast, why don't you tell them where they can find you on social and listen to your podcast?
1: So I am on Instagram and Twitter at Capriamoon. So that's C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. That's like my personal. And then I, on Twitter and Instagram for my podcast, Twitter is at Ashley Jessica and Instagram is at Ashley and Jessica And then my podcast is, you know, Apple, Spotify, all the typical ones that you can find it wherever you listen to sounds. And yeah, if anyone else needs any more recommendations for movies, just hit me up because I have like a whole catalog in my head. <laughs> it was very hard <laughs> to choose three. I was like, what the hell am I going to choose? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you guys can also check us out at No More Late Fees on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook threads you know all the usual places and stay tuned for our pleasantville episode with Leah later this week
0: and as always be kind and rewind yes